Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. They all sting. Um, they all sting because you know, I know we're close and kind of sick and tired of getting up here and saying that we're close. Something's got to, something's got to give. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep working, and you know, we have all the tools and the people in this locker room to be the great team that we want to be. Everyone is sick and tired of this losing streak for sure as the Jaguars extend it to four games after a loss to New York Giants. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday morning. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you to break it all down. It was good at times. It was ugly at times. But the moral of the story is close, but not close enough. Yeah, I, I guess you could say closer, right? Within yeah. a yard of getting the job done uh, on Sunday. And certainly the offense. Um, I mean, it's 450 yards of offense. I mean, they... They moved the ball. They just, there, there was some, well, there aren't some. There was a ton of stupid penalties mm-hmm. and bad plays and moments where they just shot themselves in the foot. Right. Yeah, and, you know, after games, my job is to write stories for the website. That's what I do, Shalane. You're a writer, yeah. And so after games, you're sort of uh, trying to parse through what happened. You're going over storylines. And as I was writing last night, I realized that it was very repetitive and, trying not to be that way you realize there's no way not to be that way and the players after the game I think had that same feel of we're tired of saying this but it really is the same story you've had five losses five games that were decided in the final minute if a play goes the other way you probably win it it's it's my hot take and it, it, but um that's what teams that aren't winning do and, unfortunately and you're right this is what first-year coach trying to get over the hump frustration normal feels like. Right. And I think that's what people are confused about. They're better than they were uh, the last two years. I, I, I'm going to tell you a story about that real quick. But, but it's still maddening to be this close, but I think this is what they are. It is what they are. And that's hurts. Hurts me, Shalane. Indulge me for a moment here this morning. <laughs> um, I was walking to my car, which is way over there after the game, and two young guys, maybe 20, uh, 21, nice young guys. Uh, viewers of the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, started a conversation oh, with two. me. Yeah, those two, right. <laughs> started a conversation. They said, you know, what do you think? And I said, I, I was grouchy. I said, I think it stinks to lose. I'm tired of this. And they said, but man, there's so much more fun to watch, right? I mean, we forget because it's the fourth straight loss. The ball was a yard from the end zone. And last year and the year before, they're nowhere close to that, right? So it was refreshing that they see it. They thought losing was uncomfortable, too. They're tired of it. But the whole way that we walked all the way out to Lot Z, they wanted to talk about the things that they saw. If I pointed out something that I didn't like. a long conversation, then. Well, you know, they, <laughs> they were excited about this football team. They were unhappy that they had lost, but these are 20-year-olds, right? They haven't known winning. Right, One year maybe, two, if they were paying attention early in their life yep. in 2007, they were really interested in it. And I got in the car with a little smile on my face thinking, all right, it's not that bad. It stinks to have five losses, four in a row. But this is, John, to the point. These are the growing pains. And no one wants to hear about patience because they've heard about patience for years. But this is a new coach, and you can see the development, and you know where the holes are, and there are still holes on this roster. Mm-hmm. Goodness, we know that there are. Um, close is not going to be good enough for long. It's not. At some point, you got to start winning. Right. But no, that is encouraging because at times I think we all agree. We say, okay, just wait, just wait. They're getting there. And fans say, 
well, no, I, I want it to happen now. So to hear that, when that they, is cool. And they're young enough that I thought they were just going to, they were going to nail me, right? They were going to come in on this and this and this and this. You wouldn't be able to get away. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's, that is the younger sports fan. I mean, they want the, they want it now. Yeah. Right. Um, but they weren't, they were very well-versed in this team and they were upbeat about where it was going and they, they did not harangue me about it at all. So it was fun, fellas. I appreciate the time. Hey, cool. One thing, and I know we got to move on, Shalyn. If you're looking for something that makes you think this, I hate the word regime, but you know, that Doug and this it's offense current. and this group know what they're doing and that they can function in this NFL right now, even though you're two and five, every game. I, I, think, I think yesterday you had six drives of over 60 yards. Yeah. They can move the ball, they can get in position, they can function in the NFL. They just aren't closing. So I think that's something, if, if you're trying to find something to hang on to in this windy night, um, <laughs> well, that's, that's a pretty I think big thing that's to hang on what to. it is. Because they can move, and there are not these, you guys remember the last couple of years, these long droughts where three and out, three and out, three and out, couldn't function, didn't even look like an NFL team. Yeah, That's the thing that I think will be the base going forward and what you can build around it. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is close again. The Jaguars are 0-5 in one-score games this season. Being close to winning, we all know, does not cut it. Our message was let's let's find a way to win this one. And like I said, just just came up a little short. And um, I think when you can go and, and, and make those plays down the stretch and go win one of these games and kind of turn that momentum around, Obviously, that that helps. So that's you know that's what we're looking to do moving forward. Obviously, we'd rather the game not come down to the very end and you know put it away early, but that's not going to be the case most weeks in the NFL. You know, we had two early in the season and where we just jumped on those teams and got rolling and played really good complimentary ball and um, really just finished the game and that was great. But most games are going to come down to the end and uh, we just got to find ways to make those and we're, we're getting closer. And you saw it today, closer and closer. And um, but that that didn't cut it, so we got to make them. Big thing, too, is seeing double the Jaguars allowed 200-plus yard rushers yesterday in the loss of the Giants' Saquon Barkley. And quarterback Daniel Jones, get this, the last time a Giants quarterback ran for 100 yards, it was 1946. While there is a lot to fix on the Jaguars right now, they can't turn away from each other at the moment. I still want them to play hard and aggressive and, and, and all of that. I don't want to take any of that away from them at all. But, you know, you get in the heat of the battle sometimes, man. You just, you just got to be... Um, you know, cooler heads and, and um, just just understand your role. And leading into that big thing three is, ouch, mistakes and penalties yet again. So many of them that you just put your head in your hands and said, why is this happening again? Countless mistakes. Foye Aluakon says what they can change this week is how they practice to better prepare. Make every rep like a, like a game rep. We already know that, but just putting that pressure on us to do it, just being a professional, that's all it is. Knowing what, what it takes to win. It's, it's a young team, but what it takes to win. And that's it's making every game, every practice rep like a game rep. And there you have it. Those are big things. I go back up to big thing one, and Bucky Brooks and I were talking about this after the game, is you saw the difference in the Giants and the Jaguars, and it was very clear. They didn't. The Giants didn't seem like the much away better team. But the Giants, when they had the ball in their hands, they now have the confidence that they've won the past five games like this. They've done it. They believe in themselves to do it. And Bucky said, yeah, you know, it's going to take the Jaguars to do it once. But now everyone is asking, when is that once going to happen? You know? <laughs> Maybe this week. Yeah, that's right? the frustrating part. Here's, I'll go to big thing, too. Um, because Daniel Jones was the difference in the ball game. The Jaguars couldn't handle that belly play. That simple, you know, that 
fake handoff to Saquon Barkley, and then he kept it himself most of the time, and the numbers speak for themselves. He was the difference. They gave up 130 rushing yards in the fourth quarter, and most of them were to him, not Barkley. I know Barkley got started and had the 18-yard run. They did a really nice job on Barkley. If you look at Barkley's numbers, that's kind of what you expect, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't get into the end zone, and he didn't break a 50-yard play. Man, that's a great job on Barkley, a terrible job on Daniel Jones. And there was one play in particular I was just telling John on the drive where they went to go to 23, right, to make it a six-point game. So the Jaguars had to have the field goal. And it was a naked bootleg right out to the left. We'd seen it the whole quarter. And at that moment, Trayvon Walker was the the outside linebacker. It's his responsibility. He went running the other direction. for, For no reason whatsoever, he went running away from his area of, and the most simple football fan can know, well, if you're the only guy out there, that's that's your territory mm-hmm. to cover. It just it boggled the mind that Daniel Jones. We never would have said, well, if you if you keep Daniel Jones from running on you, you win. But if they had kept Daniel Jones from running on them, they would have won. Yeah. Well, I think the Giants have something that they believe in, can rely on, and scares teams that, and the Jaguars don't have that yet. Meaning. They have Saquon Barkley, and clearly Daniel Jones went off because the Jaguars were incredibly concerned about Saquon Barkley because they should be. So the Giants have that thing, that go-to elite player that they know what he is. Other teams have to stop, and then you play off that. I don't know if the Jaguars have that. No, Uh, not yet. They don't yet. They're trying to find it. Um, Yes, go. At a point, I couldn't remember. Well, but clearly what – Brian Dabble saw when watching the Philadelphia game was is a mobile quarterback who is good at executing the play fake will get these guys running in different directions. Mm-hmm. And he did that yesterday, and there were time and again, especially with the with the rookie linebackers, where they were way out of position. They were so focused on 26 that they let the other guy get to the outside. And that was the crucial difference in the ballgame. Oh, yeah, and you'll see plenty of other mobile quarterbacks the rest of this season. So it's something that is going to continue to happen. We say... What you put on film, absolutely. Lamar Jackson, for example, my gosh, that's going to be an issue. All right, big thing three, ouch, mistakes and penalties. And the penalties that I feel like every Monday we talk about, the the egregious ones, we call them, the roughing the passers and and the ones where they just can't happen. And I feel like Coach Peterson every postgame says it just can't happen. The fans are frustrated because it does keep happening. Yeah, it does. And honestly, yesterday these mistakes we're talking about, the penalties, I get that they were frustrating – on on paper in the scoreboard, they didn't actually hurt the way you thought they did in terms of the, the pure penalties on the uh, on the roughing the passer. Yeah, they Jaguars held them on the goal line. Yeah, uh, on the penalties on the drive for the touchdown that gave them the 2017 lead. Uh, there was an interference in the end zone on on Tyson Campbell, and then two. Uh, yeah, those were they were clunky, mm-hmm. but. I kind of got the feeling Giants were going to score there anyway. I mean, so I thought it was more – we're talking about mistakes and they've got to be avoided. I thought the game came down more to not being able to stop that uh, handoff fake. And huge storyline for this season overall. That's what I thought about last night as I was uh, going to put my head on the pillow. (laughs) They're they're two and five. Red zone turnover yesterday. No touchdown. Yep. Red zone turnover against Philly. Yep. Against, no points against Washington when you're yeah. fourth and point blank. Indiana had a red had a turnover here uh, against the Texans. Right. It, and uh, Trevor's interception. Yeah. Red zone turnovers, which is like the first thing a coach will talk about. Yeah. When he puts the PowerPoint up on right. day one, 
all the other stuff aside, those three or four plays, those are the moments. Okay, I'm just going. Here's the untimely one. Just as an example of it, though, five thirty-five left to play in the game. You're down twenty to seventeen. You get the ball at the twenty-five yard line, and for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, field position. Kill Juwan I mean, Taylor yeah. jumps off sides. It wasn't even loud, and and he goes, and now it's first and fifteen. Mm. Yeah. You say, well, it's only five yards. They overcame. No, that was a big. That was a big moment. Big moment where you're like, oh my god. And it's the momentum. It's the shooting yourself in the foot. Hundred percent. That was. I'm not trying to give him a pass on the penalties. No, but that Uh, there were big ones in moments, and maybe not the the ones you're talking about. Foyer's penalty um, didn't end up costing them points. It cost them field position, but it didn't cost them points. Right. But that one with Juwan. That set him into a tailspin. Yeah. And that young team is like, oh, boy, here we go again. No, you felt it. it. speaks to how close they are when you think three red zone turnovers Mm -hmm. during the course of this season, and you're probably five and two. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hinge point. At the same time, everybody's going to say in their right, that's what bad teams do. Yep. Yeah. So you got to – Get past it. That's where we are. It certainly is. That is big things on Jaguars Drive. Tell me when we come back. Some highlights from yesterday's loss to the Giants coming up. If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call CarShield now. We are back. Jaguars drive time on a Monday morning, reliving yesterday's game against the New York Giants. Let's go first quarter, first Jags offensive drive, starting off strong. He's connected well with Lawrence. They set up a little screen, and here you go. It's Dan Arnold on a tight end screen all the way inside the 10-yard line. It'll be first and goal for the Jags. Tight end day unofficially. Dan Arnold trying to make it official. And Hartz hands to Etienne, and there he goes. That's a Jags touchdown. Travis Etienne, his first touchdown out of his NFL career. It was nice to get that. He was a little loose with the ball there, too, I say. Hold on, buddy. It worked. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go second quarter. Jags up by one, and mistakes start to occur. ETN with a first down. Balls out of the end zone, and the Giants are on it. It's a recovery by Julian Love. Just, yeah, brutal. We talked about the red zone turnovers. Yeah, I thought that was a little flu. I mean, on that one, I, I didn't think he was actually that loose with the ball. He just kicked it out of his own. I mean, it was a weird. Yeah, sometimes happening. weird stuff happens in the NFL, and if you're trying to make the case that they're snake bit, that was a play where they look snake bit. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, he could have been Nagurski yeah, or Zonka well, and, and had two hands on it. Yeah, but at some point when you get into that tight area, and Doug talked about it, yeah. you, you got to have a de- you've got to identify there's no. threats coming. Protect the ball, go down. And he said it in the locker room afterwards. Got to live to fight another play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Travis Etienne did say that he felt great that Coach Peterson went back to him in the third quarter. So let's go to that play. Gotten's a double launch today. I haven't had a sack in this game. Not yet, anyway. The pitch to Etienne. And he turns a corner and he's loose. Travis Etienne inside the 25 of the Giants. Yeah. Orchestrating this offense. He'll leap. Reach the ball across, and Trevor Lawrence has a Jags touchdown. If you're wondering why he was a first-round pick and wondering why he's playing, that play there, um, a normal back gets uh, 10 yards. And he looks easily turning it into 49. 
Uh, that's the Travis Etienne element. Yeah, he's special. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's got that that burst. He, he doesn't have enough experience, I guess, at the goal line to know to hold on to the ball, but they'll work with him on that. His upside is tremendous. Yeah, yeah and I know there's some noise out there about J. Rob not playing, and um, I love J. Rob, but he doesn't do that. But on that play, yeah. it's hard to argue that Etienne shouldn't be in there. Right, and Travis Etienne I thought was great post game with the media. He talked about a young player learning. He said with that fumble, he said, yep. "I have to learn." You know, when you're running back and you see the end zone, you almost get wide eyed that you have to go right there. He said, "Next time, understanding to go down and play it safe." And you know, it's the learning. Or just cover the ball up and drive. Yep. No, that guy has things you can't teach. For sure. That's why he was a top pick. That I've noticed uh, beyond anything, and I, I get the fumble as a topic today. He runs hard, even when he's getting tackled at the point of attack. For a guy who is not huge for an NFL running back, he is a tough kid in, in addition to being really dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's go to fourth quarter. We now go to the fourth down. That was a topic post-game yesterday. Lovely lined up in there. Lawrence teaches Christian behind, and that may have been enough to get him forward, although there, there's no signal yet. Oh, I think they stopped him. So I asked Doug Peterson in the postgame locker room about the decision to go for it on fourth down there instead of kicking the field goal, giving yourself a touchdown lead. Right. And he didn't even back away from it. He goes, look, we were moving the ball. They had 138 rushing yards through three quarters. They were moving the ball on the ground. And he put it on his offensive line, who played well yesterday, to get that, and they didn't get it done. That was where the momentum switched. And And there are coaches, and I think Doug's one of them, who believe – if you can't pick up fourth and one, you know it's hard to win. So yeah. there's a little bit of an element of that, and uh, there's some analytics there that went into that decision as well. But we can uh, hit that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I I would have probably tried to get this young team more points, right? Kind of coax them. But Doug knows what he's got, and Doug's going to coach it his way. And and he didn't even hesitate to say, right. "Do it again." Yeah. Oh, we both definitely would have kicked because we're old school. Well, he's old, football guy. I mean, he's old school in that sense too. He's been around a long time. He has, but he's he is a new school approach well, I, no, I know. in terms of how he approaches things. So, and he has a big picture philosophy, understanding it's more than just one game. This is how I coach. Yeah. It's going to stay this way. Well, the next time that they line up on fourth down, you can bet you're <laughs> going to see more of a surge off the ball because Doug's not going to let him forget it for sure. So, all right. Finally, like the past couple of weeks, the Jaguars have a chance to go down and win it in the final drive. Let's see what happens. It's caught. Marvin Jones at the 31. There's a flag down back. The throw at the goal line. Caught by Christian Kirk. But there's no more time. And the Giants defense. That last play is just brutal. Pete Chaos on the field. We're not knowing if time expired. Does he have another play in him? And Christian Kirk just just lying on the field in his offensive line, picking him up. Credit the Giants. I mean, they stopped him. That was a great defensive play on Christian Kirk. Yeah. I thought for a moment, Brian, this was going to feel like Remember the Baltimore game that they won on the Jason Myers field goal mm-hmm. where they had really no business at the end situationally. Their odds were probably 99% yeah. to 1. That felt like that. All of a sudden, you were gifted yards and a timeout with the penalty and had a chance to go win it. Uh, credit to him for getting in that situation, but boy, would it have been a miracle. You know, that play reminded me of the Jaguars game in New England back in 1996. Remember Willie Jackson? Bit, yeah. 
caught the ball right at the goal line with a chance to win the game in regulation and got stopped that short. I keep going back to 96 for the old school people here because this team feels like that. You you can see that there's talented players, but they're young and they're bringing them along. And there were painful losses like New England, St. Louis, New Orleans. And then they turned it around in November and got things going. That can happen with this team if they can fix some of these little mistakes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to do the same thing that group did and go on a long winning streak. But I think they'll win some games here in the final 10 weeks that have people excited Mm -hmm. because it just feels like this is kind of coming together, but it's not quite there. Right. And it's just taking a little time. It's just taking more time than you want. It eats my insides to say this, Schlin, but I agree with Brian um, that (laughs) there are a lot of similarities in 96 in that brutal losses. And and you've had three or four of them. Big moments. And I don't – I cannot predict that a run like 96 is going to happen. No, I'm not special either. once in a lifetime. But there are certainly similarities in the sense that I think even if 96 hadn't happened the way it did, they were building that thing that was going to be consistent for years. This feels like the beginnings of something. And I want to tell you, one of the keys to 96 was that James Stewart got going in St. Louis and then Natron Means started running. And you're kind of seeing that with ETN, right? Mm-hmm. And the quarterback found a rhythm with Jimmy and Keenan. And even though you don't necessarily have Jimmy and Keenan, but you can see Christian Kirk yesterday and Marvin Guys Jones was back on. in there and Zay yeah. Jones made some big things. So there are some there are some moments, there are some places where you can find mm-hmm. some momentum. It's just about putting it all together. For sure. And that is highlights on Jaguars Drive Time when we come back on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hot takes on a Monday morning. Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. Apply online at www.magellanlogistics.com. Frustration motivates the team, motivates our practice habits, motivates our work ethic. I mean, we work, so we got to work smarter. Uh, we're together as a, as a team. I love the, the closeness of the, the unit, closeness of the team. Motivated to win. Frustration at an all-time high for Foye Aluakon in the post-game press conference yesterday. Frustration in a lot of places here in this building, but that leads us into hot takes on a Monday morning. Brian, what do you got? The defense lacks an identity now seven weeks into the season. You remember early on, they got after the passer. They created turnovers. They, they spotted the offense an extra possession and good field position. We haven't seen that in weeks, right? Almost a month since we've seen that. Um they stopped the run last week. They did a great job. They were top three run defense. They couldn't stop the run yesterday. What does this defense do? What do they do well? You know, you can point to guys like Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd and Josh Allen and and uh, Foye Luakon and, and Foley Fatakasi. We can keep going. But this defense lacks an identity. And Mike Caldwell and Bob Sutton, the senior defensive assistant who's been around forever, and that staff have got to pull it together and figure out, here's what we do well. Let's do that. Because right now, you don't know what to expect. Last week, they couldn't stop the pass. Yesterday, they couldn't stop the run. you got to figure that out. you got to find something that you do, and that's got to be your identity. Mm-hmm. Right now, it lacks one. Yeah, I think they stop running backs pretty well. I don't know if they stop. Mobile they run really well. Yeah. I think that's bitten them a couple well, of times. Twice in the yeah. last month that they have had trouble with that. Yeah. And twice in the last month they've given up more than 200 yards rushing. So mm-hmm. you can't really say they're a great run defense at this point. Yeah, I mean, the big difference to me is they uh, – I think they wanted to be a great pass rushing team, and I just don't think they are. 
and that has caused them to go from a unbelievable takeaway story to none in the last three games and boy doesn't it feel different because that i get yeah you're into the nuts and bolts and you're right but the feel is because of that lack of takeaways yeah Mm -hmm. john what do you got my hot take, Schlen, is the Jaguars do have an identity Ooh. as a team that makes mistakes at crucial times. And <laughs> it's what I, well, it, it, not one you want. And I'm not trying to be facetious about it, but that's what they are right now. Um, I, I went over the details earlier. The three red zone turnovers, Philly, Houston, ETN yesterday, how different are those games? you're probably talking about a team above 500 that has that happy feeling right now, except for that. Um, that's what you are until you're not. Well, look, uh, Foyer talked about, you know, practice habits and intensity levels and, and, and uh, Some of it's just moments. I, I, I get the practice level and all that, but some of it's no, I moments. Know. Well, but yeah. you, but you, you play how you practice. I mean, right. so at some point in time, you've got to have practiced being in the mindset or, or the right spot, or whatever, in terms of making the play, you got to make it right. That that has to happen. I get it, but I, I had the veteran player tell me last week. I've been telling you this for two weeks now about guys having to do the extra little things that you get to where you make a play by being ready for it. And what Foyer said, and what I've heard is, the younger guys on this team aren't ready to make those plays yet. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Wait for them to get there. Keep going, or put yourself in situations on the practice field where you have to make it. Right. And I think that's what. Doug Peterson and his coaching staff are trying to do. Right, and that doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen overnight. All right, my hot take is Travis Etienne is the clear-cut number one running back. This James Robinson story is not going away. And and maybe this is – I've been told I lack sympathy at times, so sorry if this sounds a little harsh. (laughs) Who tells you that? But James James Robinson (laughs) in the locker room yesterday said he was not hurt, that he is healthy, and says, yes, of course I am frustrated with the lack of production I had yesterday. James Robinson – Basically wasn't on the field yesterday. He was involved in one play. Travis Etienne is the better running back. We just saw in the highlights that he is progressing. He is the hot hand. Doug Peterson can't say, yeah, Travis Etienne is playing way better than James Robinson right now. He can't say that as a coach. But it's so clear to all of us that Travis Etienne is the better running back. He is going to get more carries because he is a first-round draft pick. We're seeing the difference. I think we get caught up in James Robinson because he had such a great season came back from that injury it's a great storyline but if you go back and Bucky Brooks and I were talking about this yesterday that point in the season with Urban Meyer James Robinson was the only good thing the Jaguars had he was the story he was the progression well now there's more playmakers and they're playing above him right now it stinks yeah we I think we all want James Robinson to do well because he is a great story but Travis Etienne is playing better right now so James is a really good player Etienne's playing like a great player right now yeah yeah well he's got the the speed that will scare defensive coordinators into trying to defend him let me ask you this, and, and again, I've loved the J-Rob story. I, I I hope in some capacity he can be a productive player for a long time. Do you want if you're a fan watching this? Do you want Etienne off the field right now? No, <laughs> no. And, and here's here, here, to follow that up. When when James had his 50 yard touchdown run in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. it was blocked perfectly, and he hit that hole and went downhill. That run yesterday, that toss sweep. Travis made that happen. That mm-hmm. was running right. Yep. That that that. There's the difference. James can take advantage of what is presented to him. For sure. Right. Not as fast as as Travis can. Travis made that happen. He made the inside move. J. Rob doesn't have that. He made the move and then took it all the way down the field. I mean, he's he has. There's a reason why he was a first round pick. There was a reason why James Robinson was not. 
Well, here's the thing that everybody and I'm getting killed in the in the ozone. James Robinson should be playing. I said everybody talked about how much they lack depth. They're really deep at running back. Yeah. <laughs> James Robinson's really really good. Etn might be their best offensive player right now. That doesn't mean. I mean, James Robinson's probably better at his position than a lot of guys, yeah. other guys are. But right now, ETN's the better running back. Mm-hmm. And so, there were times they were Shalane, both you're heartless, but I don't think you were heartless right there. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I've been told I lack sympathy, so I was like, ugh, this is Recently, tough. Recently? Somebody tell you that today? Yeah. Daily. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, daily. Yeah. John normally tells yeah, me that. Exactly. All right, I'm glad we're on the same page. Because it. I was reading all these, the frustration and where is James? I'm like, this is so obvious. <laughs> it smacks when you in the you, head. When you don't win, everyone looks for that backup, whether it's the quarterback or the running back or the receiver that didn't get it because you're looking for an answer. Well, that also doesn't mean there won't be situations. Oh, J-Rob will still find his way on the field. Where obviously can play and contribute, but right now... and that is hot takes on a monday morning when we come back on jaguars drive time some closing thoughts We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Monday morning, brought to you by Car Shield, our JEA lineman of the game. Really goes to the whole offensive line. We were talking about this before the show. When you have 450 yards of offense, your offensive line did enough to win. Yeah, no sacks and uh, I think two hurries officially. So uh, you didn't win, but no, the but offensive line is, is, you know. Now, there were moments. Like the fourth and fourth one. Fourth and one, you get one. pushed. Right. I'm not sure this is a grinded out offensive line on that sort of play, but overall. Not bad. Well, and you're playing with a backup left guard. Right. Right. I mean, you're, there were some situations there. Mm-hmm. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars would like to thank JA's frontline teams for all they do to help our community thrive. Please help us recognize JA's frontline team of the game Maria, Chad, Frederick, Kelvin, Connie, and Terrence, representing the 2,000 employees who work hard to serve you each and every day. That brings us to our closing thoughts on a Monday morning as the Jaguars get ready to go to London on Thursday. I can't believe it's already here. <laughs> it's going to be a. A chaotic week, a busy week, but the Jaguars have done this trip before, so it won't be as chaotic as maybe for other teams. No, I, I mean, yeah, they know what they're doing, and uh, the, uh, you know, logistics people will get them there and get them home. A storyline this week would be, will Russell Wilson be ready to play? Mm-hmm. I saw That'll that. Have a, a big, I mean, you're talking about one of the, the great quarterbacks in the last decade in this game. If not, you know, Brett Ripien, I mean, mm-hmm. you... Big difference. Changes the outcome dramatically. For sure. And not playing like a great quarterback this year, though, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. He's not been completely he's not, healthy, and he's, he's not looking. I think he will. He's dangerous, but so well, far this year. They've got, they've got two receivers in Cortland Sutton uh, and Jerry Judy yeah. who can make life very difficult. But they've had a bunch of injuries. Uh, that Javante Williams, the big running back, the second-year kid from North Carolina, is done. And I really think he was one of the bright young mm-hmm. running backs in the game last year. So yeah. they're not fully healthy. Um Go. I, I don't care if you play the Little Sisters of the Poor, right? <laughs> Go get a win and change the trajectory of this thing. Yeah. Do something to create some momentum. Mm-hmm. The Broncos in a very interesting spot right now. Little as Sisters well. of the Poor, by the way, great running team. Yeah, yeah, very good team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about that on Wednesday's Drive Time. Stay with us on Jaguars.com. We'll have Coach Peterson coming up here shortly at 1 o'clock live. <laughs>